Welcome back to Chat Lab. I'm Evan. And I'm Ethan. This is the podcast where thoughts are tested. Today we're going to be talking about death, the afterlife, and everything else. Yeah, so a bit, a bit heavier than our usual topic, but we we, we both believe there's, there's room for discussion here, so we just thought that would be this week's topic. Yep. So we're, we can get into that in a bit, but first, how are you? You know what? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing, doing really well, actually. Feeling, Explain. Feeling good. So what have I done in this past week? Well, I started college again. Uh, that's been fun. Oh yeah, uh, you did, didn't you? Uh, yeah. I was wondering three, why you were like three, always up early. Three days into college. Um, that's been fun. I've been continuing my workout. So I've been doing a workout six days a week. And I've been running for three of those days. So do you like do weightlifting for six days a week? Or yeah. is it like three, three weightlifting, three running? No, it's six weightlifting, three running. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I do weightlifting and running. Oh, okay. I see. I see, I see. Yeah, and yeah. that's going that's going pretty well for me. I feel like I'm making progress. Um, I'm trying to gain weight. I feel like that's going a little bit steadier as well. And I'm looking at cutting at the end of March, like a slow, slow cut until about June. Um, Just to have a low body fat and look, look aesthetic for the summer like a slow a slow a slow cut nothing steep so because i feel like by the time i've bulked for two months i'll be around about 70 kg and i feel like that's a good cruiser way for me to go into a cut yeah i suppose i mean that's what you get that means you'd gain like five kg is it um from now i'd have gained five kg yeah not bad. It's pretty good, all right, though. But um, I yeah, I don't, I I don't know, man. I I just don't have the the same like gym motivation at home. But uh, then again, I don't really have the enough equipment for it, so that might be a, a factor. I know you don't need equipment as well, but like, I I don't know. I will say VR fitness is good because you're playing a game, but you're actually working out. So that's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. It's like the easiest, I'd say it's probably the easiest way for me to like be burning calories because it's like, you know, you're, you can be constantly moving and you're also standing and like, you know, it's, yeah. it's pretty useful. Whatever gets you like moving like. Calorie burning. Yeah. I mean, I got that f- fitness XR game. I think that's what it's called. I don't know why it's called, not called VR. But, um, and I was doing boxing in that and literally it is, it was like I took a shower because I, I was just sweating so much after that because I did like, it's like constant boxing for like, I think I did like 35, 45, no, 30 to 40 minutes or something like that. But it was like constant boxing. So I was sweating after it. Like, yeah, that's insane. Um, like, yeah. So like my hair was super sweaty, like I was wearing cozy pants as well, like lounge pants. So, like, my legs were wet inside the pants. <laughs> yeah. But the pants weren't, like, didn't show any signs of sweat at all. So, it felt really weird walking around, like, trying to get to the shower. I was like, ah, oh, I need to go now. Yeah. I'm actually changing my split mm. for the six days I'm doing it. I've, I've recently been doing, what was it? Uh, chest and shoulders. Then just back. And then legs and arms. And then I do that again, and then I rest on Sundays. 
but um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's original split was chest and back. Uh, well, they do then shoulders and arms, and then legs and abs. And I feel like just trying that out. Because the more I change around my workouts, as long as I'm doing the workouts, the more shock I give my body, I guess. You said chest and back makes sense. Sure, isn't this not what you used to do? Chest and back, shoulders and arms, and then legs and abs. No. At least if I oh. did it, it would have been like a year to a year and a half ago, and I didn't stick with it enough for me to remember. <laughs> I'm fairly sure... Zoran might have done it before. I'm fairly sure that's very similar to like a push-pull thing. It push is, but it legs. also isn't because chest is pull, push. Sorry, chest is push. Back is pull. It's what it's what it's doing. Oh, true, is it's, true, true. What it's true. doing is it it's was... working out. Um, it's working out muscle groups in the same area of your body. So, because you know when you work out, like blood flows there, and that's kind of, you know, that helps with the whole working out thing, right? So if you work out your fucking shoulders and then your legs, blood's rushing from one side to the other. Whereas if you do like yeah. chest and back, it's all in your torso. You do shoulders and arms, it's all in your upper arms and body. And you do legs and abs, it's also all there. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, people generally do abs with legs anyway, so that's that's fine. Yeah. I don't feel like going too heavy on the abs anyway, just because I don't feel like... I don't feel like uh, intensively I mean, you, training them. You probably have a good, like, natural abs anyways a lot of people do it's just like i have lower fat than most people that's all it's like yeah, a lot of so people like... actually already have that some people don't but uh, a lot of people have a good core they just don't realize because yeah. it's covered in fat until they actually cut and they're like oh i didn't need to do abs every day for the last six months i could have just lost weight because you'll find that if you do abs yeah. all the time you'll end up with like boxer abs you won't end up with uh it, it, they come like too bulky almost and sometimes that's not nice like they're almost merged like it's like they're huge and i don't oh like like yeah. i like 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 stumps like humps yeah and i just i don't know it's oh, not yeah. very attractive to me so but yeah i don't necessarily find um i, I don't necessarily find not that i not that I, not that it's part of my my everyday thought but i wouldn't even find like those um those like merge kind of flat like weird shaped abs i wouldn't find that attractive either i think those are just genetic dis- disformations though maybe but yeah i don't I, think I've people train those people... To, to look like those unless i'm yeah, misinterpreting I, I, i've maybe where i i actually have no idea <laughs> i couldn't uh yeah i really don't know um yeah i I'd say weight training won't be happening for me for a while, but like realistically, like I'm not exactly like how you say weak. I'm just more so like on the heavier side. So losing weight would be like. You can always do cardio for that. Yes. So like losing weight would be the the most important part. Yeah. Fast and cardio like, would probably be your, the easiest way to get into that. You know, you wouldn't have to adjust your diet too yeah. much, really. Just run when you wake up or cycle when you wake up or something and i know it's not necessarily conventional because every time i've said this to someone they're like ah you probably should just bulk and then cut or whatever um look if you want to lose weight you gotta lose weight you know it's like if you want to be big you should probably you know bulk now and then cut but like if you just want to lose weight then just lose weight like no you know no but what i'm saying is that like i 
I didn't get to finish my sentence. Sentence. Because you said you brought this up to me before, so I thought that's where you were going. I ruined it. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, um, no. So what I was trying to say is that like, it's not very conventional. But to lose the weight first and then build muscle after, like, I don't really care about losing the muscle while I'm losing weight because I've already. You just prefer to lose weight, is it? I already have. I already have enough muscle to where like I'm not worried about losing it. Okay, yeah. Like, I don't have, like, flimsy arms, and I'm like, well, if I lose weight, I'll have, you know, sticks as arms. Like, no, I'll I'll be fine, you know? And yeah. then from there, I can build muscle, because I'd rather, I'd rather build muscle while skinny than build muscle under a layer of fat, you know? Yeah, if that's how you feel. Yeah. I mean, it's not very conventional, as I said, because a lot of people to are be. like, if that's, ah. if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do, you know? Yeah. Because I feel like it would just be... It's easier anyway. You have one goal. One goal. Lose weight. Yeah. You have one goal. Gain weight. Or gain muscle, really. Um. Whereas, like, cutting and bulking is, like, this whole thing. You, you gotta to, you gotta really be into your fitness to do cut and bulk, I think. Yeah, because you're, you're trying to eat a lot to bulk while also working out. And then you have to cut where you get, like, a massive deficit while also working out. And it's like... Yeah, I know. I'd rather just, like lose the weight and then gain muscle after. and then maybe do bulk and cut or whatever it is you want to do you know yeah but anyway right so this week i started um started uh dipping my toes in the life of finances oh yeah yeah so this week has been a big learning experience for me i've read a book called the little book you read a book i've read a, i've read a book yeah <laughs> Wow. And I'm in the middle of reading another book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, if anybody cares. You can probably find that somewhere online. Um, so I've read that book and I've been playing around with eToro, uh, a virtual stockbroker. And I've been virtually investing to like practice and learn things. And uh, I know it's going to be a long learning curve, but I'm very, very excited to be getting into this because... It's not just like a hobby. It's like something I'll need for my future. Um, I suppose, yeah. Like, yeah. let's say, let's say I get a, a really good job as a developer or something. I'm making sixty k a year, right? Um, but let's say every like two years I switch jobs just because of the way the job market is. Um, I'd have like no pension plan by the end of my retirement. So if I know how to like budget my money. Uh, hedge my funds and actually invest and use compound interest and things like that i can actually retire or at least have a good you know future for any of my descendants i guess or any of my (laughs) near family like it's uh it's very smart it's very smart to do i think so you know what is it nasdaq or something like that yeah nasdaq is 100 companies in america i think i don't know if it's just in america but it's 100 companies whereas s&p is 500 companies oh well, either way, I, I um, I basically like made a bet that it was like on. I'm using Libertex. Their app just seems nicer. Like it's a bit more user friendly. Considering I went on Etoro, had no clue. Went on Trading Two One Two, had no clue. So I yeah, like, I've okay. been using Etoro like recently again because I figured out some analytical tools you can use on there. It's it's just it has so much um, information like about the companies and things like that, that that do really, really help with choosing your right investment. Like, Yeah. Um, 
So I, I what I what I um, I basically like made a bet or something. I can't remember exactly what I clicked, but all I know is that I was like, it's gonna crash. So I I, cause it it had this steady curve of going up a lot and then crashing and then going up and then crashing. So I was like, well then I'm just gonna, it's up right now. That's just uh, it's. Are you also steady. virtually trading, or is this real money? This is virtual now. Okay, cool. Um, and I saw it was um. It was going up steadily, and I was like, okay, well, even if it gets to as far as this mark, I was like, eventually it will crash. So I was like, grand. So I, um, I like, betted it basically against against it, and I ended up, like, getting a profit of, like, 1,000 and something. How much did you invest um, in it? I, I don't know. It's been a lot <laughs> if you got 1,000 back. I think it was three or five K or something. Right, right. Yeah. So So other than like my mishap with a penny stock, um, where Etoro lagged and I mistakenly bet five thousand dollars, I have been trying to realistically place um trades. So I've been bet I've been um opening trades for like fifty dollars, sixty dollars, things like that because I want to simulate what it's actually like to yeah to actually trade so when i finally put real money in it won't feel any different i saw this thing actually that was um i don't know what side it was it might have been etoro that has it's like a sophical graph or something like that i can't remember exactly what it's called now don't quote me on that like that's fine i'm not very financially literate either it's some kind of graph like that and it basically shows up underneath like the the trend and it shows you underneath then there's two lines right and a good common practice this is for bitcoin anyways i don't know if it's for everything rsi is it's an rsi yeah residual strength oh. index that's a graph yeah yeah so it's like it's starts with s i think it's like suffical or something but i couldn't tell you um and when the two lines are above that's when you sell and if they're below this little like purple area if they're above it then you the two lines then you sell but if they're below it then you should buy then um, right and it kind of just helps you figure it out yeah. and like you can you can buy bitcoin then and like sell in and whatever and you can also like set it up so that like it will automatically sell you know you know those those things where it's like automatically sell if it gets this this yeah low yeah yeah and um automatically buy if it gets this or automatically sell if it gets this high and automatically uh sell if it gets this low there yeah go. no i no, can't you remember can, yeah, I, you, got, you, you know what i mean yeah so like basically you know what i mean like you can obviously study the graphs and make predictions like you were saying you did but um a lot of like good results come out of researching the stock you're investing in and seeing what like what they're coming out with and what that could potentially mean for them for so for example like mm, matthew uh invested in these uh, in this uh, company called Plug, right? It's a hydrogen fuel company. Um, just because he's been investing in all these renewable energy sources, um, just because he likes he likes them and stuff. And then he invested in them because he saw that they have partnered with uh, some car company, what's it, Volvo or something like that, to make a renewable energy powered car or something like that. And their their stock has skyrocketed and he's actually making severe profit off it 
So it's that kind yeah. of like research and things and prediction into the future, like accurate predictions I mean, that really make some, it for you. Some people have like 20 million graphs, RSIs, whatever around them, and they're keeping up to date with the business. So like, yeah, you can you can get really good at predicting stuff. Um, but Bitcoin falling 22%, what? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that happened, what was that now, five days ago, I think. No, I think it was like a day or two ago. It wasn't, or yet, it wasn't well, last night. night. Last night or the day before, I sent you the thing on Snapchat that said, like, you know, this is happening. Yeah, I stories. was. I, 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 yeah. Then I went on and um, it did go from 42 to 31 in that hour. I or couldn't in the past in, in the past couple hours or day it or was, something like that. No, because you sent it to me last night and then it was it was Sunday and Monday that Bitcoin was falling. Bitcoin fell Monday night, Monday day, Monday or Monday night. Oh, well, the graph that I sent you showed the hour, and it, it yeah. went from forty two to thirty. Because I, so I don't know. So I was watching it like falling, because we were all like, "There's no way Bitcoin's gonna go past forty k. It's that at a resistance point, it needs to like correct itself." So it fell to thirty one, and now I think it's balancing at thirty five, or is it back down? Um, it's balancing around thirty five. I think last time I checked it, yeah kind of yeah. crazy crypto is not really something you should invest in um unless like if bitcoin was to go down to 15k i'd buy yeah but other than that i don't think crypto is the best kind of investment ever you're much better off it, investing in things like I, I okay i've been doing this for like five days okay so i i'm sorry if i sound like i know what i'm talking about i have no idea what i'm talking about but you're better off investing in companies that are called blue chip that are like steady long-term always get good enough returns they're not very rewarding but they're consistently rewarding so starbucks is an example of one coca-cola i think is another companies like that yeah i think um i think i'd only buy if it went really low and even if it went up like five grand i'd probably still keep it because eventually it's gonna skyrocket no people are predicting that if bitcoin falls really low again um projections of like up to fifty thousand yeah so like that's that's my point is that like if i was to buy it at low i would not sell until it got like over like 35k again i wouldn't bother because it's like eventually it will go past the point where like i'm gonna make a lot of money off this yeah right the only problem is if i was to make a lot of money i'd have to invest a lot of money true so depends like, how could... much money you're thinking of investing if it goes down below that point i guess the question yeah, you see, the thing is, is that, like, if I was to invest a grand, Jesus. I'd get a lot back. But if I was to invest 100 quid, I don't know if you can, but... <laughs> you can invest minimum of 50. Okay, so 50 quid, you wouldn't get much back from that. I want to do the even... numbers on that later. Like, if you were to invest uh, 50 euro at 15,000 per share, um, where would that put you if it hit 50,000? Well, I do know that if you bought, if you bought, like... Was Bitcoin ever like two quid? Surely it was at the start. Um, probably at the start, but like I don't know. Like why. I was, I was thinking if you were to buy a hundred shares or a hundred Bitcoin, sorry, um, for two quid, that's two hundred quid, right? You'd be, you'd be like, you'd have like a couple of million by the by a couple of weeks ago, right? When it yeah. was on like twenty eight, when it was on like twenty eight k, you'd have, and then especially forty k. Um, so then like 
you'd have a couple of million. But like some people were crazy and bought like thousands of Bitcoin. Yeah, see, that's nothing but luck, like, though, isn't it? Yeah, they were like, I see this thing going off, and they were like, he's like, there's no guarantee, but go ahead. Because you so, can't, you can't yeah. like big up yourself and pretend you're really smart for investing in something like that really early. Because if you, like, especially if they go, like, if you invest like a decent amount, I'm like, okay, that's a very good choice in your behalf. But if you go all in, I can't exactly credit someone for doing that because that's such risky behavior. It's just like, you kind of got lucky, though. You've also got to probably have inside knowledge. It's not even like, I don't know who's like, the inside of Bitcoin, but yeah, but like, you know how like a lot of people who do well in, in investing in stocks and all that is because like they, they have the inside track of everything. So like, if they want to find something out, it like how this is going to go, they'll be able to know then kind of similar to how like you research your businesses. They basically just research, research everybody else's Intel. And if it checks out, then I like, guess okay, the cool, only thing they can I'll really sell. do is compare notes with one another. You can't if yeah. you if you're in a company, at least if you're a CEO, you can't sell shares when you want to, or buy shares when you want to, of your company, because you know too much about the company. Yeah, but like it's the point of like, people inside the company might tell their, a, f- a friend of theirs that likes to invest, and then their friend gets bank. Yeah, I guess it depends who you are and what you do, and how illegal yeah. you're willing to go, because <laughs> that's definitely not legal. <laughs> probably not unless they don't have if they don't have a significant i doubt anyone that doesn't have a significant impact in the company would know how the company's going unless it was like some massive like let's say some worker in pfizer knew about the vaccine like a week before it came out like that's the only time when someone that wouldn't make a significant impact in the company could have that information but other than that you're kind of looking at uh people of the higher ups that could give that kind of intel which then probably becomes illegal, yeah. Yeah, because like let's say if you're uh, a COO or something, and you tell your niece or something, "Hey, I want you to invest like ten thousand into our company because we're about to make a deal with this company that's going to rise our stock like this much." Yeah, and that's illegal. So, but like the let's say if that company was Pfizer, the person that's just boxing the vaccines or whatever, whoever the lowest person is, they wouldn't know that. So. I don't know. It's a bit. It's all a bit much, and I'm very excited to continue my trend of learning on in financial, um, just finances, in general. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to like you know, have a good uh, a good inkling as to like what's going on with the whole thing because you know sometimes it's 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 smart because even when Bitcoin started like going a bit crazy, there was a bit of news about it. So like, if you invested then. You'd still probably make quite a lot of money because it still went up from then. Yeah, so most of where Matthew gets his intel from is Yahoo Finance. They have yeah. big stories and stuff on there. Obviously, you can follow like popular investors using different websites. That might give you a trail as well. But usually, it's like um, whatever the breaking news is. If you're new on that news, you could probably catch the trend on the way up. Because you don't need to be the first one on the trend. You just need to catch the trend on the way up. Yeah. And the thing is, as well, is that, like, if you're well-versed in, in investing, by the time that happens, you know, you're doing well. Exactly, yeah. So that's why I hope by the time I can make a significant, or at least just a full-time income, I will have a vast knowledge of finances and stuff. Yeah. So that's why I'm learning it now, kind of thing. I will say, certain things like Pfizer, 
their market is closed like nearly all the time. Um, at least as far as Nasdaq goes, their market is from half two until nine. Nasdaq's market. So. Oh, I haven't seen Nasdaq go down at all. Well, like it's I not won't... just the index. It's like Nasdaq is like a hundred companies or whatever. So, it runs off American time. So like it's like. But like half two our time to nine o'clock our time is when the market's open. Whereas crypto, crypto is open all the time. Right, yeah. So I'm not sure where Pfizer would fall under at all. So maybe it under has different market. Maybe it doesn't. I have no idea. Apparently the next trading day starts around nine or around. Yeah, right now. So there's like nothing happening. Like you can't sell or buy or anything. I don't think. Yeah, trading just closed, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so... I mean, it would be really cool if, like... Imagine one day, like... Because I, I really like... um, I really love being a programmer and coding and things. But imagine that being, like, not my main source of income. Or at least not... Like, if it was my main source of income, not by a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Could you imagine... Yeah. Because I read, I read this quote somewhere where it was like, if you can get good at investing and uh, figuring out your portfolio and balancing your stuff, um, you can do what you want with your life. Because you don't have to get a job because of its money. Or you don't have to do this because of that. You can do what you want with an income. And I'm like, that is like... And like, oh, you see how many people fall under the rut of just, you know, going to school, getting college get a job do that forever you know that's it Whereas, honestly i still i still don't know what i want to do and i'm i'm going sem two of my first year of college so like you know yeah well you could become a day trader <laughs> for all you know if you like yeah. it you mightn't like it but or i could become the wolf of wall street yeah definitely now well, that would be a now that would be a life <laughs> yeah <laughs> that'd be something else but I just don't think I'd be smart enough to pull off what he did. Uh, yeah. Like that takes that takes some good knowledge. I mean, everybody starts from somewhere, so there's there's a chance. But also, times have changed. There's a bit more um, how you say procedures in place, so it's probably not as common. I could be wrong. I actually don't know. But I I would say it's less common that that like. All I know is that even if you don't know what you want to do, I think if you could get your get your um your shit together behind your finances and like invest i think even if you were still figuring out what you wanted to do you could be making a sustainable income from investing not right now but in yeah. a while i mean i don't it's kind of crazy though people like live on that stuff yeah but like literally live so that, i think that's really cool well i i mean i don't mean like in a good way, I mean, like bad way. They like live on it. Oh yeah, like, it can constantly definitely become... checking it. Yeah, but like that's that's up to you to balance yourself. Yeah, because if you're long term investing, you'll only have to check once every couple of weeks once you have your stuff together. True. I suppose it's the it's the checking every hour, every minute to see, um, like you know how how and when you should buy and sell. Which is kind of crazy. I don't. I don't understand people who can just do that every day, all day. Uh, the answer is screen. two syllables, one word: cocaine. 
yeah, I guess. A lot, not everyone. A lot, not everyone, <laughs> but a lot of like um, high up business people don't have to be into finances. High up business, yeah, but not like everyone. Well, not everyone trades either. True, 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 true. Um, yeah, that's our trade talk. Let's get into, as you would like to be, as you would like it to be called, the afterlife. Yeah, I feel like let's go out a bit spiritual. Yeah, let's get spiritual. Sure, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, lay it on me. So, I guess the first question at hand is, what do we believe happens? Afterlife. And um, I guess I'd like to start off by talking about this movie on Disney Plus that came out recently called Soul. Um, if you haven't watched it, go ahead and watch that, please, because it's an amazing movie, at least in my opinion. I, I haven't thought it was okay. So, I've seen that. <laughs> yeah, it didn't feel like a Disney movie, that's all I'll say. Yeah, yeah, but it I felt like, like that was in a good way. It felt like a long, short film. Or film. The idea behind it resonated with me. That's why I liked it so much. I suppose, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I've been hyped in all sorts of ways with what happens in the afterlife. Growing up, being going into primary school was very religious. So, definitely believe in the whole heaven, hell thing, do your prayers or you'll do this, blah, blah, blah. Um, Weirdly enough, my whole thing was religious too. You know, we had a church down the road, but I never really, like, thought about it that, like, I never believed in it that crazily, you know, and I never really prayed. <laughs> yeah. I kind of just, like, rolled with it, and I was like, cool, okay, we just go to this boring church again. That's just how it was for me. It was like, great. Um, yeah, I guess. And even, yeah, even then we'd only go Christmas and Easter, and that was it. Yeah, I guess stemming into secondary school, then my whole hypothesis, I guess you'd call it, was put on its head, and I questioned basically everything. Um, basically became atheist for a period of time, and uh, had a lot of kind of an existential thoughts of like, where are we? What are we doing on this rock spinning in the middle of the earth or the the, the space? And all this. And I guess you just, once you have a lot of thoughts like that, you kind of just become okay with the thought of where you are and what you're doing and being in the present moment. Yeah. So when I watched the movie Soul, see, like, before I watched the movie, what way was I currently feeling about it? Well, I just felt like I didn't know. And I felt comfortable not knowing. But okay. uh, having Soul, having watched Soul, it it quite put me <clears throat> in a nice train of thought as to that is what could happen after death. And I guess for people that haven't watched the movie, basically, this guy dies. And when he Shocker. wakes up, he's on this... I guess tread, tread, not treadmill, but what what are they called? Um, an escalator. Oh. No, they're not. It's not even an escalator. It's a. Just call it a treadmill. No, it's it's a thing that people that like you know factories use 
conveyor belt. There you go. Yeah, he's on a conveyor belt. He's on sorts. a conveyor belt. A, a mystical conveyor belt in the middle of nowhere space. Yeah, and he's on a conveyor belt on the way to this big, big bright light. And some people might go, oh, that's heaven. But it turned out to be some ominous uh, sun stare of some sort um, where you zapped and died like a fly. And so he finds his way to break off out of this conveyor belt and falls into this uh, what looks like the front page of No Man's Sky looking to rain. <laughs> um, he falls into this lovely world where it's just a bunch of tiny uh, blobs. blobs. Not even blobs. They're not even blobs. They're like, they're fluffy. Yeah. And they're fluffy blobs. They're referenced to as souls. And basically they're young souls and they're given personalities and different traits and once they go through all of that, they find out what they like. And once they're more of a all well round person, they can finally go into Earth into which they are born. And the whole message of that movie is the traits given to you are not what define you. You is what defines you. And I really like that movie. But I guess I'm stemming away from the whole afterlife thing. Well, it was really the last... It was really the last badge on that, like, thing they had that, like, was just purpose. It wasn't, it wasn't, was it? No, it wasn't purpose. It was something else. It was just, like, you. How you are or something. The last um, the last badge on the thing was, um, was what, like, your gift or whatever. Your purpose, I guess, well, was what they said, the, actually, I think. The entire movie was that it was a gift and it was a purpose. But then at the end, he was like, it's not a purpose. It's a way of living or something like that. It was like something, you know, mushy like that. Because the whole movie he was given out saying, you know, living isn't a purpose, blah, 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 blah. You need, like, an actual purpose. Because everybody else is doing archery and piano and, you know, whatever yeah. else, swimming. And then she was there just living so it was the kind of thing is that it's not it you know you don't have the gift of music or the gift of archery you have the gift of just living effectively almost i think that was like the kind of message message they tried to push yeah the message they kind of tried to push was be comfortable by who be you comfortable with who you are yeah. because you're not defined by what makes you you make yourself and you define yourself and you should be comfortable in your own skin and living life the way you want to because a quote yeah. I read that I actually live by is time time spent happy is not time wasted. Spent wasted. Not time wasted. Something like that. I'm after butchering the quote, but basically it's 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 time, not a waste of time if you enjoy it. It's oh yeah, um it's like time wasted that you enjoy is not time wasted or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like wasting, that. Oh, enjoy, uh, wasting time and enjoying it is not time away. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. We, yeah. Yeah, we, we get it. So basically, um, yeah, that's yeah. that's a really, that was a really good movie. And it kind of put this idea in my head that maybe we are just spiritual. And maybe we go into different bodies um, when we die. Maybe we don't. But I'd like to think that there's some sort of... Uh, spiritual presence that we can go to after we die um that we go into uh like a different 
become a different person or we become a different entity. And it's not that we go to heaven and we're forever happy. It's that we do life again. But, but let, let me let me tell you this, right? So you right now, like you can you can figure out yourself. Like you can just say to yourself, like, and no, like I know. Let's say, let's not put words in your mouth. I know that I'm not like a reincarnation. You know, and what's the point of being reincarnated if all your memories wiped? It's not what the point is. That's the circle of it. It's, oh, okay. Yeah, it's not that you remember all your past lives. It's that life is everything in life has a cycle. Everything, to some degree, has is in a cycle of some sort, and that's just part of life. It's not that. Oh, I remember four hundred years ago I was a snail. No, it's that the beauty of life is that you start again and you do it all over. And I I don't know, I just I quite like the idea of that. I don't see I don't feel strongly about the afterlife because I'm comfortable being alive right now. Believe it or not, I am um, a teenager in twenty twenty one and I don't want to die. What a shocker. Because the common narrative <laughs> is oh I'm an edgy teenager, I wanna die, haha. <laughs> Whereas they mostly say that to fit in, but everyone is actually saying that to fit in, and not a lot of people feel that way. And there's a common narrative where, oh, haha, I have anxiety, oh, I have this, I have that, and it feels somehow feels cool to have these kind of medical things, or depression, or something. And it's so annoying. <laughs> because I believe that I have somewhat some sort of anxiety, and seeing people go like, oh, my hand is shaky, I have anxiety, haha. <laughs> Is like so desensitizing. Yeah, um, I get that. Um, in terms of, let's just break down yours and then we can get into mine. In terms of um, the whole, yeah. But see, the thing is, right, about a cycle is that, like, the afterlife. I think is more so like what you actually experience. So, are you saying that like you don't experience anything? You're just kind of deleted almost and your soul is put into a new body rather than you mm-hmm. okay your soul so lives on you're you're not your soul so your traits and your abilities and your you know your way of life almost kind of just moves on to someone else some new baby rather than you yourself and your mind moving on yes okay i suppose that's that's kind of like yeah i mean there's no way to 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 fact check any of what we're saying because even what I'm about to say you can't fact check because nobody's <laughs> nobody's died and like known exactly like I know people have died and come back and been like I saw this I saw that I saw my memories I saw white light I saw Jesus whatever it may be um, but I will say that for me I think that you know I've never really had great thought about it as i said i've just kind of like as a as a kid you don't really honestly um i was just kind of like yeah i don't think heaven's a thing kind of seems a bit bs to me hell really that's just kind of my (laughs) my thought process and it's only really like recently i guess that i've just been like kind of wondering i don't know if it's come up in conversation or if somebody's like if i'm just thinking about it sorry but um, 
I don't I have seriously no clue. I mean I'd like to think that there's some sort of other thing I would appreciate if it was something you experienced rather than something that just happens. But that would be kind of crazy considering there's like years and years of dead people. So to have them all in like one place or even in their own place, I don't know how much <laughs> I don't know how much spiritual space that would take up. <laughs> but it I don't know. I think it would be tough to have to believe in something that you experience. I think it's actually probably easier for me to believe that your soul is like th- thrown into someone else, but that that wouldn't like I would need to like one hundred percent believe that like everybody has like a legitimate soul as well. Like I'm not really sure. I have no like concrete um opinion about like souls or spirits or anything like that. Like I don't believe in ghosts. If that's any. Yeah, see, I don't know if, I don't know if I, that helps. I have no experience with ghosts, but I don't not believe in them. Do you get me? I believe in aliens. I do not believe in ghosts. Well, of course you believe in aliens. It's because they yeah. exist. <laughs> yeah, they exist. They just don't want to come to us because we're idiots. No, they've probably been to us. No, they've been to us, but they don't want to communicate with us because we're idiots. No, I think that's due to the, the government. I'm pretty sure we'll probably talk about this in a podcast to come, but I'm pretty sure the FBI have just released a massive amount of documents on aliens because they've been given 180 days to do so. Well, there's this, it's, I think it's episode five of the untold mysteries or something or unsolved mysteries on Netflix unsolved. Yeah. And there's this town in Massachusetts that, um, 250 people saw the same thing at the same time on the same night in the sky. Um, one person, she um she kind of was like taken away effectively like she just woke up on like a table um i think she said that there were like other kids around like all on different tables as well and then when she came to her mom and her sister or something and her dad were all gone and to this day she still like blows up computers and lights and stuff when like sometimes when she touches them it's not like all the time but it's like there's a chance that if she touches like a light it'll just like uh, it's either she explodes like blows up or fries computers or she turns on lights or it's it's both anyways it's definitely lights and computers i just don't know if she turns on the lights or if she blows them out i can't really tell i can't yeah really see when some people come to the, that that's kind of tying into the oh i died this is what i saw and they'd like think like oh everyone must believe me it's like no one's really going to believe you because but, there's a lot of people. There's another guy who himself and his brother both had experiences and they both came back with marks, which they didn't have before. One guy had marks on his wrist. Another, his brother had a puncture on his chest and behind his ear. So those are the things that are like, okay, I kind of believe it now. 100%. Yeah, there's, there's no just, you can't just believing. magically get marks. I also hate magically believing people. And like I kind of you you kind of t- you tend towards more hard evidence like the marks, but when some yeah. woman's like, "Oh, someone abducted this." It's like it, it's either hysteria or it's someone trying to gain more popularity out of something that happened. Yeah. It always is. Will, what I will say though is that for 250 people in a town to all have seen the same thing at the same time on the same night and then 
was I was watching the video. It's you know yes there, idea. Mm-hmm. I do. So but they basically watched that thing and then went cool. We want to go there and talk to them. Um, when they went there, they were supposed to meet with the sheriff to ask about the phone calls that were basically redacted. Um, that from that night. When they went, they said he won't be back till tomorrow. He'll be here between two and six or something like that. They went back tomorrow, the next day, and as they came driving into the driveway, like two sheriff cars also came in, like the same time, greeted them at like before they even went in. And it was like, oh, the sheriff's not here today, and he was like, well, can you contact him? He was like, even I can't contact him. You know, they were trying to like basically the sheriff was, and I'm very sure the sheriff was inside, but it was like didn't want to talk about the fact that the calls were redacted and stuff because chances are the government swooped in and went, "Uh uh-uh, you know? So there was like a lot of, there was a lot of things that kind of led to it being true. And then you hear these individual stories, which is like, okay, it's kind of weird that this happened and you have proof, bodily proof. And, you know, there's 249 people who will back you up. It's yeah. it's a it's a, it is a bit odd, all right. But in terms of ghosts, then like meh. I know we kind of got off track there. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's that's kind of the best podcast is when you get off track. It's yeah. ghosts, like that. I believe I I just don't I don't have any experience with them, so I don't have reason to not believe in them. You know what I mean? Well, I do think those ghost hunters are just bullshit, though. Yeah, so do I. But it doesn't mean they're not real. Like the, it doesn't mean that ghosts aren't real. Like spirits aren't real. Do you get what I'm saying? I guess. Like, ghost hunters are exactly my point of people playing on um, a thin line already. That's why I hate when someone's like, I died and this is what happened. I'm like, no, I, I can't believe you at all. I'm sorry. Because well, it's when like... someone says, I went, I went into cardiac arrest, I was dead for two minutes, and I saw a lot of my memories... I'd understand. I'd understand that, but that's so probably right. just a mental. That's probably just a mental thing. But it, when it's like I talk to God, it's like, bro. It's like, bro, shut up, okay? <laughs> you have you have a belief, so your mind went. Let's give you this. Let's give you this dream because you know you're dying. So your brain went, dream, dream, dream. Oh, here's God because you think you're dying. Chance there. That's just what happened. It is it known that when like, you die, a bunch of chemicals get released in your brain anyway. Yeah. So it's, you know, there's no guarantee. <laughs> probably just saw a vision or a dream or something but yeah in terms of dying anyway back on track real quick like fully in terms of dying i don't know whether you have an experience whether it's just like a cycle where your soul is redone or something's redone i don't know whether it's just that's it you know you're gone maybe you're i don't know i couldn't tell you um, another worry, I guess, I guess I, I, I would call this a worry, um, right? because I'm also kind of worried and also kind of think that like, it could be the same experience you have when you sleep where you just like knock dream out and forever? that's, that's no, not dream, just knock out and that's it. Just black. I just Except, can't justify how that makes sense. Oh, Except is, you just never no wake up and there's no dreams because, you know, your brain's not active. Like, that's kind of a worry of mine is that, like, what if it's just black and then there's nothing else? Yeah, it's a hard thought to process. And I guess one thing is, although I'm a man of anxiety, I have zero worries about death, regardless of what the outcome is. I have worries about getting hurt, 
but not, I don't not, think not I have the, many not worries the, about the action getting... of dying. It's life after death. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like I don't. Okay, I could be a bit nervous of getting hit by a truck or something, or getting a terrible <laughs> disease. But that's not dying. That is sorry. That's not being dead. That's dying. I have no worries about being yeah. dead. It's not necessarily that I'm like constantly worrying. It's just the fact that like I'd rather not. You know what I mean? So it's easier just to like I'd rather not that happens. So it's kind of easier just to say I worried that it will. I have I have um, seen that uh, one woman. This was before she died, right? Uh, she was describing the process. Um, or was it? Yeah, no, sorry. She like died and came back to life, right? But she described her process of but like the few minutes before she died, and how it felt. Not like what happened when she was dead or whatever. Okay. Um, and she okay. said she felt like all her worries completely went away. She felt nothing but like euphoria, which completely makes sense of brain endorphins releasing, right? And she kind yeah. of felt weightless. And then she died, and then she woke up or whatever. That's kind of what she felt, and that's the only thing I I, I can believe that. Like, why why wouldn't I believe that? Does it make me feel like you need it? That kind of feels. It doesn't seem too far far reached, is what I'm trying to say. The only thing is that there are a lot of times where people die and it's like the, well, I don't know what they're called, but it's like, you know, the aggressive breathing and kind of like, s- not screaming, but like aggressive inhalation and exhalation where like it almost sounds, oh, there's a poem, is it Emily Dickinson, I think? There's a poem where it's called, where the heaves of the, the heaves of trouble is what she calls them or something like that. Where it's like it's just like excruciating. It sounds like excruciating. So for so I don't know if that happens to everybody. Hopefully it doesn't, and maybe maybe it just happened to not happen to her. Also, I think it mostly happens like when you're literally like one second from dying, it starts happening because it's like your body is naturally trying to get more oxygen or something without your brain telling you to do it or something. I I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I don't necessarily think about death because it's like, why, why worry about what's to come? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Now, these past, this past year isn't a great time to say it, but I'd rather have a good, fulfilled life where I enjoy many things, um, and never worry about death even if it comes early, because what's the point, you know? Like, if death's knocking at my door too early, I'd rather, I'd rather be like, okay, then I never did this, I never did that, you know? I'd I'd rather just chill. Okay, fine. Yeah, that's that's, that's why I observe the thought of death and I believe what I want to because that's my opinion and it relaxes me i'm like okay that's what's to come what's the rush i'm very i'm trying to take on a very hard mentality of living presently living in the present moment and it's it's really working (laughs) it's 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 really helping with my mood and my anxiety just living in the moment being grateful for where you are, what you're doing, who you are, who you're with. So we're going skydiving, are we? I will definitely go skydiving with you in my lifetime. 
Good. Yeah. Good. That's that's what I like to hear. Well, look at you. <laughs> As you turn around, you see there's a camera right there. You're on a show. We've won two tickets. Yay! Would Would you actually go if we won? If I had two tickets right now? Yeah, I would. One hundred percent. I don't have a lot of fear in doing new things anymore. I don't know where that fizzles from. Like I don't know where my fear of doing new things has evaporated from. But if I'm going to do something new, like I get a little bit anxious. But everyone gets butterflies. Everybody. Yeah. No. Trust me. Like but, I, I want to go skydiving, but there is a one hundred percent chance that I will literally need three pairs of pants when I go up. Like, like I'll be very I, scared, but I think, yeah. uh, I think, I don't know, I, I kind of, I kind of take on the, the what would have been anxiety and kind of turn it into like motivation to do it. I suppose it's kind of as well. The more anxious you are going up to something, when you do it, it's like, oh, this is bliss, because you you kind of like almost conquered you conquered a fear effectively. Yeah, so I feel like I've and, kind of gotten into the, the f- habit of doing that, and yeah, it's really satisfying. And the fear. The fear comes with something lovely. Like you can conquer a fear of spiders by putting yourself in ca- in a cage of spiders, but that's not fun. You don't get enjoyment out of it. But no, you get I, enjoyment I don't out feel of like... seeing the world from like thirty thousand feet. Yeah, like, that's definitely be class. Like if I'm afraid of spiders, so be it, man. Yeah, I can live my I like if say... I was afraid of spiders, right? I am afraid to an extent, but like I'll kill spiders if they come in my house, kind of thing. But, um, like. I can live for the rest of my life peacefully being afraid of spiders. I don't need to conquer that fear, you know? Yeah, like, there's, there's, there's like, scary fears, and then there's, like, irrational fears. I think skydiving is an irrational fear. Spiders are, like, scary fears. Yeah. Well, now, of course, I mean, I'm, some, I'm trying to take some you. Would I'm say, not... Some would say it's still irrational to be scared of spiders, but I think, I think there's a difference because... Like I'm on your side here, by the way. I'm not trying to yeah go against you here. I'm just, I'm saying that like I would not want to to conquer a scary fear because there's no satisfaction in it. Whereas like you know, and like if I was to go scuba diving with sharks, that's not fun. I would hate that because I think if if you get overwhelmingly like scared, feared, scare, fear, scared, scared, fear, then you're not going to enjoy yourself. It's like. When a sp- if a spider's on me, right? If I wake up and there's a spider on me, I literally nearly have a panic attack because it's like I hate these things. It's a phobia. Okay, there you go. Phobia versus fear. There's a big difference. I have a I phobia of spiders, but I do not have a phobia of jumping out of a plane. And I don't think heights is a phobia. I think I mean technically it is, but like, it's I don't think it's as like creepy crawly scary. <laughs> what I, I what I was trying to say is I'm not trying to take you literally on the fear of like the arachnophobia that you might have. What I'm saying is that you can have fears and live a good life and have it not affect you at all, really. Like if I'm afraid of snakes, right? I might come into like contact with like three to four snakes in my lifetime. I know, like even that, even that, I doubt you would. Exactly. So, uh why why worry about conquering it? You know. You should conquer stuff that holds you back. I feel like that's almost a life tip in itself. Conquer stuff that holds you back. But uh, Skydiving doesn't hold me back. I just want to do it. <laughs> no, you can obviously conquer other stuff. But, you know, as in... It's kind of a inclusive thing there. Is, you know... 
do stuff on your bucket list, obviously, but also you should only feel the oh, need. Bro. Like, I don't feel the need to go skydiving to conquer my oh. fear of skydiving. No, I want to do it because I think it's like, well, yeah. if I'm going to die, let's do it flying out of a plane. Yeah, so the only... <laughs> so the Why, only like, uh... yeah, it, it, it ties into the worry. Why worry if you're going to die? So be it. Basically, what I'm saying is you should only feel the need to conquer a fear if it's actually um, something you feel you could benefit from in your life. Like, obviously, see, as I'm saying, you don't feel the need to go skydiving. You just want to. There's a difference there. Yeah, I think, like, fear of open spaces, fear of, you know, talking to crowds, fear of being in a crowd. I think those things are kind of like, those would hold you back, and I think it's good to to conquer those because it's like you know it would make you feel good i think there's a big difference yeah i think you should only conquer things that would make you feel good and that hold you back because there's no point conquering something that you're just going to still feel terrible after because once you finish on stage you're going to be like whew, and you're going to be so happy and satisfied once you i mean the crowds and the open spaces it depends how you feel about those things but i'd say as far as a couple things going like yeah it, i think it would i think it would make you feel good um but what i will say is that i would love <laughs> love to skydive over the Tianzi mountains oh my god wouldn't that be a head rush huh my god i think that's um that's like a good bucket list buy too because well, there's nowhere to land, so maybe not, because you'd have to like land on the edge of a mountain, which would be very tough and dangerous, and also there's no way to get off, because yeah. it's like, they're like floating almost. It's like landing on one of the things from Avatar, and there's no way to get off, because you don't have your dragon thingy. <laughs> so, yeah. But, um, still would be cool. Might get a helicopter ride. That would be sick. Did they do that? We need to figure this out before before we go on our our Asian trip. We need to figure it out because even though we're going to Korea, we're definitely going to Tianzi Mountains as well. I don't care what you say. Yeah, I mean it's definitely it, there's a lot of stuff that's definitely up there, you know, and it can all be done through the value of investing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just trying to bring it back around, is it? I guess so. This week, this week as well, I actually have a life pro tip sorted. Really? Yeah, I did it just before this. Wow. Go ahead. Last time we, last time we forgot. Um, this is just a general tip. It's not advice. It's literally just a tip. Uh, if you have to climb on a chair to reach for something, let the backrest face the wall. Why? I wish I had more. I wish I had more info. I can pull it up if that if you need that. Um, but I'm assuming it makes it more structurally sound. So that, because the if back, you lose like, balance standing lose. on a chair, you will make a step in that direction. Having the backrest behind you might seem safer, like a handrail. But most brass, you find most it? backrests are actually too low to help you. Help you. They will prevent you from making a step to regain your balance, and worst case, you'll fall over the backrest. If the backrest faces the wall, you can step off the chair in any direction. How did you find it quicker than I did? Because I was already looking for life pro tips. Oh, 
Also, make sure it's not a rocking chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, I guess that's good advice. Um, not many but times I, do I catch also myself see... standing on a chair, but when I do, but if I you mean... also, I saw this. This there's a commentary. If you put it on to the side, you can use the backrest as a handrail. So, yeah. I think it depends what job you're doing. If you're not trying to reach up high, then yeah, use the use the the handrail method. But if you're trying to like grab something with two hands and you can't like hold on to the chair, you can't like steady yourself, it's probably best to um put the back against the wall. Where would you stand though? Like to make what think about this real quick. What's the best place to stand to make it so that the chair doesn't like fly out from underneath you? Um depends where you're trying to reach. If you're if you put it against the wall mm-hmm. and you're reaching above the wall, let's say. Let's say you put it let's say you put it against a wardrobe and you're trying to reach on top of the wardrobe. So you'd stand closest to the wardrobe. Would that help not push it out? Yeah, because the backrest would act as like a a force against the wardrobe and it wouldn't slide underneath you. I suppose, yeah. It, I mean, if it's if it's a rolling chair, then yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter if it's knockout wheels. Yeah. I think it would probably be safer to put it against a wall and stand facing away from the wall. Because then, wall. When I say it like that, wall. Because then, um, if you do push back against it, it's only going to hit the wall and it won't like fly. Or as comes to worse, you're going to just fall off. And you're not going to like break your ankle or anything. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. The real the real life pro tip is don't stand on chairs. That's yeah, that's pretty much. I it, guess so. Know? Yeah. If you can. Please avoid it. Um, that's it. That's it. We're sorted. We're done. We're chilling. We are chilling, guys. That has been Chat Lab episode 25. Woo! We're a quarter way to 100. Yes, yes, we are. See that now? Well, that's us. That's us being proactive, little. I guess that wraps it up for this week, folks. <laughs> <laughs> folks, that's all, folks. <laughs> yeah. So, without further ado, uh, we will see you next week. Bye. Peace. <laughs>